wherever you are. We enjoy your fellowship. We're very thankful that we have communication with you, even though we're separated by distance. Tonight we're going to be in John 19, verses 38 through 42. That'll complete this 19th chapter. We're going to be viewing and discussing the burial of Christ. There's a lot of details here. I'm praying I'll be able to speak well. And so if anyone does not understand what I've said, please, please let me know. Because it's important that everyone, at least you know what I said. <laughs> so this is the text, John 19, verses 38 to 42. After this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly, for fear of the Jews, besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him leave. He came, therefore, and took the body of Jesus. Then there came also Nicodemus, which at the first came to Jesus by night and brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pound weight. Then took they the body of Jesus and wound it in linen clothes with spices, with the spices, as the manner of the Jews is to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden. And the garden in the garden a new sepulcher, wherein was never man yet laid. There laid they Jesus, therefore, because of the Jews' preparation day, for the sepulcher was nigh at hand. Now you see several things, just a kind of a cursory view. You see how diligent the Jews were. This, this was not exactly an average day. But they, they took time to honor the Lord by keeping the Sabbath day holy. You see also that they made some extensive preparations. We'll go over some of those things. Some of the points I'd like you to kind of note and be ready to make some observations about them was... They came, therefore, and took the body. Yeah. Yeah. And also, then took away the body, and as the manner of the Jews is, to bury. And finally, there they laid mm -hmm. Jesus. Yeah. Now I want to note, as we begin, that everything about the man, Christ Jesus, we see the man Christ Jesus. This is post-incarnation. Yeah. After he came in the world. The man yeah. Christ Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. All of it, everything is to be known as fully as possible. Yeah. 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 Amen. So you are to be as familiar as possible with everything that's said about Jesus and everything Jesus said. This includes such things as before he came. And we'll give you the text there. His youth. Yeah. The commencement of his ministry when it started. What he taught. His miracles. His betrayal. His trial. His crucifixion. What he said when he was on the cross. The giving up of his spirit. His burial. His resurrection. The 40 days he spent with his disciples. What he said to his disciples during that time. The 40 days he spent with his disciples. What he said during that time. His ascension back to heaven. In addition to this, we're told what the common people thought about Jesus. We're told what the religious leaders thought about Jesus. We're told about what political leaders talk, talk about Jesus, and a special note is made of what some special women thought about Jesus. All of Jesus' actions introduced the people to God himself. Yes. That's, that's what you want to see. Yes, Jesus is making God 
No. Amen. Yes. And all of these things are will tell you something about about God. Now there have been very few men who we have extensive reports of of their life, of their birth, their life, and their life, and what they said. Very few, but there, there are some like Moses. We know about his birth. We know about his life. We know about his sayings. It was Samson, we knew about his birth, we knew about his life. Jacob, we knew about his birth, we knew about his life, but his trip to Canaan. Joseph, we knew about his life, we knew about his we knew about his birth, we knew about his life extensively. Matter of fact, the better part of the book of Exodus is about Joseph. And John the Baptist, he knew about his birth, we knew about his life, we knew about his death. But none of them to the degree we knew about Jesus. Yeah. yeah. We know much more Amen. about Jesus. Much more is known. Much more details of his birth are known. Amen. Much more detail of his youth is known. We don't know anything about the other's youth except Joseph. Yeah. Much more is known about his ministry. Yeah. Much more is known about his death, his resurrection, and his ascension. Of course, no one else but Edith. Yeah went up in Elijah. Amen. So what I'm saying that is these are things to be known. Yes, amen. amen. Jesus uh, went about teaching and he made sure his disciples knew who he was, That's right. knew what he taught, right. things he taught. And the, and the thing is, is that he's still teaching his disciples today. That's right. It's just doing it from the right hand of God. So you wouldn't know anything. You'd read it, but you wouldn't understand it. So Jesus gives you to see that. That's right. If so be that she have heard him, yes. this is after he went to heaven. That's if right. so be that she have heard him and have been taught by Amen. him. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's look first of all at Joseph of Arimathea requesting the body of Jesus. After this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple, but secretly for fear of the Jews, besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. I'm intrigued by these words, being, not wanting to be, being a disciple of Jesus. Yeah. Now most versions do read a disciple of Jesus. Some versions read a follower of Jesus. The scriptures version 2009 read a taught one of Jesus. A disciple, by definition, is one who follows one's teaching. Yes, yes. A learner or a pupil would be one word to describe what a disciple is. So, you want to ask yourself, am I a disciple? <laughs> is Jesus the one I get my basic information from? When I want to get my bearings, when I really want to do what's right, I want to know what it is, do I, do I seek them from Jesus or from one, someone he sent like the apostles to me? It's a critical matter to know because God doesn't have anything, yeah. anything to say that he's not saying through Jesus. Amen. That's why there should be no secondhand sermon. Nobody should figure out what they're going to say on their own. Yeah, right. This is your textbook, Amen. <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. They're learning from Jesus. See, a disciple of Jesus isn't just someone who travels with him. There were a lot of people that were in the crowds that yeah. went along with Jesus that weren't disciples. But the disciples are one that not only saw what Jesus did, said, saw what Jesus did, they heard what he said, yeah. paid attention to it. Now the Lord's uh, definitions are the proper definitions, and his insight is the proper insight. Now although Joseph was a honorable counselor, which was a facet of the Pharisees, 
Some Pharisees depended on their what they thought as a Pharisee. But Joseph distinguished himself. He was a learned in the law. What the scriptures say learned of these people, they've been learned in the law. They knew the law. He was a disciple, a follower of Jesus, even though in society he was classified as a, as a teacher, he was willing to become a learner yeah. at the feet of Jesus. Mm -hmm. To him, Christ's words were superior. Yes. Now some people, when they heard Jesus, they were astonished at his doctrine and his teaching, for he taught he taught them as one having authority and not mm -hmm. as the scribes. The scribes taught, but they probably gave very learned disquisitions, you know. Mm -hmm. But they didn't have any authority or they didn't have any power, in other words. Their, their words sounded nice, they were scholastic, but they had no power. If you adopted them, they didn't, they didn't add anything anything to you. So Jesus was not a, what we call an academist. Yeah. An academist is an academic philosopher. He just, he's telling you his ideas. But Jesus was very careful when he was here yes. to tell you the words I speak are mine. Amen. Yeah. Not my words. Yeah. He said his, the words that I speak, they're spirit and they are life. Yeah. And so Jesus Words are life. Yes, amen. Nobody else can say this, brother. Yes. Moses couldn't say this. Moses couldn't say, my words are life. Not even Paul could say, my words are life. That is, they, they're like words like, arise, awake, stand. See, they're, <laughs> they're words of power. My words have life. And he said, I don't speak to you of myself. I don't speak of myself, but out of myself is what that means. I don't speak out of myself. Yes. Speak. But the Father that dwelleth in me, he does, he does the works. Now, yes. isn't that interesting? If there's words spoken, yeah. and there's works done. Yes. So, so the works done by Jesus were done by his word. Yes, amen. Spoke the word and it was done. Now, to some, uh, I see a majorable extent, Joseph didn't understand all about this, but he, he knew enough about this. He understood this enough to become a disciple of Jesus. There's where things were clarified. When, yeah. See, when you're taught by Jesus, things are clarified. Amen. The guesswork's taken out. Amen. Some people know this, some people don't. Some Christians don't know this because they don't appeal to Christ's word. Some people don't even spend much time on the Gospels. That one denomination with which I have been affiliated taught that the Gospels weren't part the Gospels weren't part of the New Covenant writings. That's right. It's taught. That's right. Listen, we were pretty close to some of us. Yes. If there's ever a point in time that something is un unclear and kind of fuzzy and something you don't understand, that's the time to press in. That's not the time to draw back. That's, the that's time exactly to, right. The time to press that's in. exactly right. But he was a disciple. Uh, in, in other words, the words of Jesus are not to be tested. Yes. Right. And you might be surprised yeah. how subtle Satan is in having people test the word of Christ to make sure it's right. You don't test what Jesus said. Jesus yes. tests what you said. Yes. 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 Well, that's, that's really a great comfort, isn't it? Yes, it is. Just take his word as this is the truth. His, he's, a, he's, he's the way, the truth, and the life. So what he says, and if you just abide, it'll, it'll invigorate your soul. That's right. That's the secret to understanding. Yes. You've got to eat it first. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But Nicodemus uh, was a, a secret disciple for fear of the Jews. Other versions say, but secretly because he was afraid of the Jews. 
Well, we were covering this before the blind man that Jesus healed, whose sickness was for the glory of God. Yeah. His parents knew what happened, but they wouldn't tell what happened for fear of the Jews. Yeah. But in that instance, the scriptures tell you what the what that fear was prompted by. They had said that they would that if any man did confess that he Jesus was Christ, they would put him out of the synagogue. Yes, uh -huh. that's, that's what they they didn't want to be put out of the synagogue because see there, there wasn't any there wasn't any other place of gathering Jews could go to. This was yeah. like him. Yeah, he was afraid they'd be put out of the synagogue. Yeah. Well, let me tell you. I know this by experience, some of you may too. If people don't like your affiliation with Christ and that you live for him, they'll put you out of the synagogue yeah. and separate you from their company. Yes. Jesus told his disciples they're going to separate you from their company. Amen. They'll yeah. get away from you. Yeah. This tactic is still used. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Yeah. But I'm not in. It's still noted in heaven. That's right. And we, we know yeah. that this was noted, and so people didn't talk about it, so God put it in the Bible. That's right. So you'd read about it. Mm -hmm. That this is what religious people do this. Yeah. Amen. And you have to hand it to Joseph. He was bold. Yeah. Because Pilate, just shortly before this, had killed some Jews that were back offering sacrifice and mingled their blood with their sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. 13 of them, I believe. Yeah. And they reported that to Jesus, you remember. He said, do you think this happened because they were sinners above others? And no, if you don't repent, you know, you're, you're yeah. the same thing will happen to you. Mm -hmm. But this Pilate was not like a friendly governor that invited people into the palace. So it took some boldness to go in there. And Joseph, he's, he be, it says, the scripture says he besought. Yeah. He yeah. Besought, besought Pilate. Some versions say ask. He asked Pilate. That's, that's too weak of a yeah. word. He besought. That means Amen. entreaty or begging or pleading. Amen. In other words, he was determined. Yes. Amen. He had determination. And the scripture says that after his strong appeal, Pilate gave him leave, or we'd say gave him permission. Mm -hmm. so, so God did this. Right. Pilate wasn't amenable to the Jews necessarily. So he admitted, and then uh, Matthew says, Matthew 27, 58 says, Pilate commanded the body to be delivered. We're going to find that actually. Joseph and, and Nicodemus took him off the cross. Yeah, right. How, like, how would you like that job? Huh? Yeah. Took him off the cross. They didn't take him. They, the soldiers didn't. The, the centurion and the soldiers didn't take Jesus off the cross and hand him to him. They had to take him off yeah, the cross. Right. Yeah. Interesting to observe that Joseph had more respect for the lifeless body of Jesus than the scribes and Pharisees did of the living Christ. Yes. He didn't know Jesus was going to raise from the dead. Mm -hmm. right. He didn't know that Jesus was really functioning down in another region at this time. He didn't know that. See? Yeah. And he thought once again. So he came and took the body. Of course, he removed the body. Luke says he took it down. Luke 23, 53. It says he took it down. Yeah, that's right. The LSA canceled Brother Joseph. Some people couldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't tell you all the details. That wouldn't have served. That would see, see, here, here's the thing. I'm, I'm sure you know this. But sometimes when you provide too many details, you've hidden the fact. Yeah, that's right. He yeah. surrounded it with a bunch of details and nobody remembers what actually happened. They yeah. just remember the details. And that's why you shouldn't try to imagine details. Yeah. Yeah. What if, blah, blah, what if, blah, blah. So what, when you get all through with the what ifs, and
speculations be we forgot what we were talking about. Yeah. You know, that's in script. That technique is in scripture. Yeah, that's right. You know there's things that happen that are, they're intriguing. Mm -hmm. You kind of wish more was said, but that, yeah. that's why more isn't said. Amen. Yeah. Because it would obscure what actually what actually happened. Yeah. So what we have here, so what happened, Pilate gave the approval of centurion order to be carried out. Here's a classic example of determination. And I yeah. want to make a few comments about this because this was the kind of situation that required determination. Yeah. If, you were, if you every time you butted up against an obstacle, you quit. See, this this would not have happened. There are people like this. Yes. They're really willing, but every no matter how little it is, some little thing happens and it, it aborts what they were trying yeah. to do. Yeah. But this is this this was a, this is a pretty hefty weekend, remember? That's right. It yeah. happened here. This is a picture of de determination. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. When a person is determined, the task is doable. Mm -hmm. Yes. We're talking about Amen. in Christ. Yes, That's right. We're not talking about this very normal life. This is in Christ. The task is doable. For instance, when Solomon built the temple, temple that, that was a pretty robust task. It is written, and Solomon determined to build a house for the name of the Lord. <laughs> so it was built. You determined. I want to just briefly comment on this word, determined. When the relief was required for the poor saints in Jerusalem, the disciples, every man according to his ability, determined yes. to send relief. Now, it so happened the Corinthians balked for quite a while, a couple of years. Didn't do it, but see, they, they determined. So when we, as brethren, we agree to do this or that for the glory of God, there's grace to be to determined. They're going to do it. Concerning the dominant factor of thinking among Christians, Paul said, I was determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Yeah. Yes. Now there's some people that think that that was every place, but that wasn't every place. That was in Corinth. Because Corinth was not dying daily. They were not living out death with Christ. Yes. They were living in the flesh. And so what he, he determined among them, his focus was going to be the death of Christ. Yeah, right. Not the resurrection of Christ. Huh? Not the ascension of Christ. Not the high priesthood of Christ. And he didn't say anything about those things. He didn't say anything about those things to the Corinthians. The record. In the epistle. Why not? Because they weren't participating in the death of Christ. Yes. They were living for self. So he preached the death of Christ. Mm -hmm. You are united to the death of Christ. Death. Jesus died once. You die daily. Yes. Amen. And if you're not, yeah. there has to be some That's teaching right. about the death of Christ. Amen. That was apostolic determination, but it was driven by the Spirit of God. Yes. Amen. Amen. The Holy Spirit led him on what to talk about to a Amen. church like Corinth. It's the kind of that's the kind of determination that drove Joseph of Arimathea. Yes, that, right. that kind yes. of determination. Joseph is described as a disciple. Here's how the multiple descriptions of Joseph. Why? Because he was a disciple of Jesus. So yeah. the Lord's going to tell us more about him yes. than he told us about some other people. Yeah. He was a disciple of Jesus. He was a rich man yeah. of Arimathea. He was an honorable counselor. Yeah. He was a good man and a just man. Mm -hmm. He was a man who had not consented to the counsel and deed of the Pharisees that orchestrated Christ's death. He didn't agree with that. That's right. Yeah. 
and loved them. Yeah. And he was in Ara, he lived in Arimathea, a city of the Jews. <laughs> yeah. And he was one who himself waited for the kingdom of God. Seven things about Nicodemus. Yeah. It kind of opened up about him. Yes, he waited for the kingdom of God. There were some other people in the world. Yes. You know, we're, we're witnessing in our political environment, it, it seems like a, a, a case of insanity has taken over a lot of people. They're acting irrational. See, Nicodemus wasn't at a time when the Jews were going through this. That's exactly right. The Jesus exactly showed right. they should have accepted him, but see, they. They, they went out of their way to, to, to try to slander him and they were wicked towards him and, and, and they evilly, evilly treated him but see, not Nicodemus he saw, he wanted to know yeah. and so, you know, so this is the thing even in this environment that we're living in we can glorify God we can Amen. Do, do you have you know, some men like this I think I'll name them a little later but yeah. Joseph and Nicodemus, they joined together that's right. Yes. They, they were both followers of Christ. They joined in the, They joined together in this. There, and now, now we're introduced to Nicodemus. Now the Holy Spirit, he, he told us about Nicodemus already in the third chapter of John. Yes. Now once you're used by Jesus, you know, you, you come in, you use again. So here he turns up again. There came also Nicodemus, which, which at the first came to Jesus by night. God doesn't forget what you do. Yeah, that's right. Amen. If you just come to Jesus by night, not because you're scared, but because you want to be heard and have access to yes. it. Uh -huh. Amen. Yes. Yeah. It's because he was scared, you know. He kind of betrayed himself there. Yeah. Yeah. He bought a mixture of bird owls about a hundred pound weight. That's seventy-five pounds. I don't know how he got it there, but the scriptures don't bog you down with how he got it there. Because yeah. that's not the point, is it, how he got it there. The point is, he got it there. Yeah. That when you determine to do something for God, you'll get it done. Amen. Amen. That's how you, that's how you read, yes. read accounts like this. All right, he took, you know, the mission, the Holy Spirit took due note of Nicodemus coming to Jesus by night. And he also righteously observed that he did, he did this together with Joseph. They were talking to each other, I gather. Having obtained the body of Jesus now, note how tenderly they, note how tenderly they handle this body. I don't know if morticians handle bodies gently, but I understand it's not, not so as a rule. Notice how they handle the body of Jesus. Which was dead because the spirit was gone. The body without the spirit is dead, being alone. Now they brought, they, first I took the body down from the cross. As I say that, that had to be a tender project. Joseph, he, he bought some fine linen, not just ordinary linen, uh, yeah, yeah. not gunny sack uh -huh. material, yeah. fine, this is a dead body now, yeah, right. fine linen, and they wound Christ's body in linen clothes with the spices, Nicodemus bought 75 pounds of spices, in a, Mark 15, 46, is in a clean linen cloth. Joseph wrapped him in the linen and laid him in a sepulcher, which was hewn out of a rock, and rolled a stone to the door of the sepulcher. He, some people figured the stone was too big to roll. You know, it was too big for the women to roll. Yeah. Nicodemus himself rolled the stone. Yeah. He said, picture maybe the stone at the mouth of the tomb, a big, big, humongous millstone. It was, it was a movable stone. Yeah. Joseph himself rolled it to the mouth of the sepulcher. And at that time, we're told, Mary Magdalene and the mother Mary sitting over against the sepulcher, they were watching. These women followed Joseph and 
Nicodemus, they followed them to see where they were going to bury because they were going to bring some spices too. See how these people thought about? Yeah. This is how people thought about a dead body. That's right. But it was the body of Jesus. This is how they thought about it. The next morning on the Sabbath was passed, said Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, brought spices that they might anoint him. Or been anointed, but boy, I, I, I've just been edified by these people and how they reacted. I know when they found out Jesus rose from the dead, you know, when that was made known, he probably, they were probably in the multitude and saw him all at the same time. They must have been one more happy group of people. Then they took the body of Jesus as the manner of the Jews is to bury. Now the Jews were a chosen people. Yes. Other nations did not bury the dead. Yeah. Other nations burned the dead. A lot of them were sacrifices to false gods. But the Jews buried the dead. Amen. If that's all I knew yeah. about burial. That's all I knew. That settled the issue for me. Yeah. This was not always clear in the minds of the people that there was going to be a resurrection. Jesus was buried. They did. The disciples didn't even know he was going to raise from the dead. It says later they didn't know the. They didn't know he was going to raise from the dead. So they did. They didn't bury him in anticipation of the resurrection. Some saints, like Job and David, kind of sensed intuitively they knew the dead had to must be going to live again. They didn't. They didn't have any particulars about it. These people, that before the giving of the law, as I said, some people, Job, Jacob, they knew. They knew about. Said they sensed it. They didn't know any of the details. They sensed it. David also he. He sensed the resurrection. His word was a prophecy, but he he saw it dimly. My glory, my glory is your tongue. That's it in the scripture. You read the psalmist say, My glory, that's your tongue. Yes. My glory rejoices, my flesh also shall rest in hope. Then Isaiah prophesied, Thy dead men shall live, together with my dead body shall they rise. Awake, sing ye that dwell in the dust. For thy do is in the do of herbs, and the earth shall cast out her dead. See, there's a, there's a word about the resurrection. God himself buried Moses in Beth Peor, a place that was totally unknown. Burial is a Jewish matter. Now, burial of Jesus is rich with types and shadows that you, you can, you'll be able to see them. Amen. Everything is about Jesus' providence. The promise of his coming depicted that God was going to take the initiative in resolving the symbol of The fact that he was promised yeah. and that he was buried in hope of the resurrection tells you that God was going to dissolve the sin to it, not man. That's right. There are men that think they can resolve yeah. things that sin has caused. They can't. Yeah. That's right. The resolver is God, Amen. not man. Yeah. And then you wouldn't know it if he didn't tell you, but he tells you so you can believe it. And the time of his coming. How time of that was? The people were sitting in darkness. It says the people sat in darkness and seen a great light. So the time was just right. It was a pocket of time. But people were sitting in darkness and some few of them knew it. For Jesus to come before, if there was, there had been darkness since Eden, moral and spiritual darkness. But if Jesus had come before people sensed it, he, in the midst, so he came at the right, Amen. right time. Yes. 
And he came when there were sensitive people who were ready to receive him. He wasn't going to be totally unrecognized. Some people were going to know. My eyes had seen the salvation of the Lord, Simeon said. They were going to recognize who he was. I'm pointing out here that everything was timely. Amen. The potential shrewdness and aggressiveness of those not believing on Jesus, this was made known. If someone would have told the people that the Pharisees, when they, when what Isaiah said, when he said, unto us a child is given, the son is born, if they would have said, but our people were going to kill that child, they, they wouldn't have believed. Mm -hmm. yeah. But when Jesus came, it was already the enemies. Satan had already got the enemies ready so to speak yeah. all of that portrays attitudes and circumstances that you will confront yes. if you confront a hard circumstance the time has come for you to confront it that's why you are confronting yeah. yes. right. this is something that's hard to explain I kind of sense it but I feel like a pauper trying to so I won't try to explain it, but I'll just say that when your trials come, yes. they're supposed to have come. Amen. Amen. Now the Holy Spirit, uh, He's managing, right? So, so you at the right. In other words, He has gotten you ready to respond in faith to whatever comes your way. You can, if you're walking in the Spirit, if you're living by faith, you are more than able to whatever He brings, whatever is comes upon you. God's managing these things. Yeah. This isn't like ad hoc, like like you just oh well I no not if you're walking in the spirit. God is with you, yeah. and and you have and you, you know, in other words if you respond any other way than in faith you won't be live up to the challenge. You won't be able to. But I'm thankful that God's doing this for us. Yeah. He's leading us. Jesus says He's leading us into the path of righteousness for His name's sake. So he won't abandon you in the middle of the trouble, but but you you do have to be alert and be yeah. willing to uh, enter into this. Yeah, he, te he tells you the, the truth of the matter, yes. so you don't have to try and think it all out. Yeah. These things have fallen out for the furtherance of the gospel. Yes, that's right. They were bad things. That's right. As men count things. All those trials Paul listed, they were, they were horrendous. That's right. But these were intentional. Amen. Yeah. Why? Because when we are weak, that's when we're really strong. Amen. That's by God's decree. God won't let you have so much strength you don't need Him. Mm -hmm. It will not happen. Amen. The place where he was crucified is, is spoken of in a variety of ways. It's identified as the place of death. Matthew says it was a place called Gotham, the place of a skull. Or Calvary means the same thing, a place of death. This was a place where death, where dying happened. It was a place of travel near the city. The place where Jesus was crucified was nigh to the city. So it was where it could be visible and be seen. It was a place where there was life. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden. <laughs> there was a garden yeah. where he was crucified. Something living. Yeah. While someone was dying. What a, what, a, what a blessed thing. Thus the death of Christ was public, where it could be seen by citizens and people and it was crucified near a garden where there was life, concentrated life in the garden. It was also in a place where there was growing or fragrant life, a garden. The life reflected from Christ is realized in the garden. Is close to the cross, <laughs> and you see it. There's a, there's something that there's a. When you run the death of Christ, there's an aroma. There's a fragrance of fresh, a pleasing fragrance and aroma. Yes. And an instrument. 
Now the, the death of Christ is confirmed by both sight and testimony. The burial of Christ known only by participation. Yeah. Only people that participate. The resurrection of Christ is only noted by testimony. It was not, it was not witnessed. This is one reason why insightful preaching and teaching cannot be aided by human history or by academic or human analysis or human speculation. The things yeah. that God can't, they can't be enhanced that way. Yeah. And, and the best of people, including myself, will face the temptation of trying to do that. And then finally, once you know this, you kind of awaken and stop it. In other words, the wisdom of God cannot be clarified or made clearer by human wisdom. Yeah, that's right. So you can't take the things of God and liken it to something on earth and it becomes clearer. Yeah. Yeah. This is impossible. Yeah. People say they've done it, they haven't done it, they just obscured it. Amen. Uh -huh. If you take the things of God and plop them down in the middle of the earth, yeah. you can't see them. Yeah. Yeah. They're obscure. Not clarified. Amen. I want to spend a little time on this, but I had I, I had a lot of difficulty framing my words here because I want to be clearly understood. They laid Jesus. Now, every version says this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nowhere does it say they laid the body of Jesus. It says they laid Jesus. That's what it says. They put Jesus there. Uh -huh. That's what basic Bible language says. Yeah. The Jerusalem Bible says they buried Yeshua. That's the Hebrew word for Jesus. They placed Jesus there. They put Jesus in the tomb. They, but see, the Net Bible couldn't stand it. They said they put Jesus' body there. Yeah. That's, not, that's not what it says. Yeah. Uh -huh. Now that's what I want to spend some, yeah. a little bit of time yeah. on here. <laughs> put Jesus speaking of Christ's burial Paul writes he yeah. was buried That's right. yeah. he was buried he never says Christ's body was buried but that Jesus was buried this may appear a technical point but it's not and I'm, I'm going to try and show why it's not the gospel of Jesus Christ is that he died yeah. was buried and rose from the dead. That's yeah. from 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. Paul further says, omitting his burial, he died for all, and that they which live should henceforth not live in the temple to them that died for them and rose again. Doesn't mention the burial. Yeah. Again, Paul writes, if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, didn't mention yeah. the burial. Uh, yeah. Even so, of them which sleep with Jesus, God will bring with him. Now there is a way to address the matter. I mean, here's my stab, stab of doing it. When Jesus died, he himself did the dying. Yeah, yeah. He died. That's right. When Jesus rose from the dead, he himself rose from the dead. That's right. Yeah. But Jesus didn't bury himself. Yeah. Someone yeah. else buried him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now, technically, the burial is a is linked with his death, mm -hmm. but it's very specific at this point, and I want to say why. Yeah. Jesus took back his life, but what he did while his body was buried does not save you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. Even when he went and preached to those spirits of disobedience in prison, that doesn't save you. Yeah. You are not saved by what Jesus was doing when he was buried. Uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. We're saved by what Jesus did. That's right. Amen. What Jesus did. Yes. Amen. Jesus himself died. Mm -hmm. 
His life wasn't taken from him. God didn't even take his life from him. Jesus come back from the dead by himself. Nobody else brought him up. He did it. Now this, this will correct a lot of erroneous theology if a person sees this. There are some people that when they talk about the blood of Christ, they talk about every time he bled. You know, it's just the blood of the cross. Yeah, right. It's the blood that came out of his side. So yeah, right. we know what it is. It's not every bit of blood. Yes. Amen. We're not said to be saved because God abandoned Jesus. He did. Yeah. He was, but we're not saved because gee, God forsook Jesus. We're saved because Jesus died and rose again. Amen. Now that's says tech. Admittedly, it sounds technical, but it's, it is technical. Yes. Amen. You aren't saved because God and Jesus linked together to do it. In fact, God pulled up so it could be done. Yeah. Yeah. We had to be saved by a man. It had to be a member of the race of men. The man, Christ Jesus, had to be the one who'd save us. Amen. The man, Christ Jesus, could only function above ground. Yeah. There's a man he couldn't function beneath ground. Anyway. Well, that's, that's yeah. kind of the explanation. I was, I was thrilled yeah. by it because I had pondered for some time why in the preaching mm -hmm. the burial of Christ was invented. That, that's why. Yeah. So I see it. And if you, any of you want to add something, you by all means go, go ahead. This floor is open. Yes. Yeah, when you spoke about taking the uh, spiritual reality and bringing it down to an earthly level. Yeah. Translating. The scripture is actually full of examples like that. And the prophets, like where Zechariah saw a heavenly reality yeah, yes. and it was communicated in a, through nature. Yeah. And, and he, says, these? he says, Then I turned and lifted up my eyes and I looked and behold a flying scroll. Yeah. And, and if, it was, if that was all that that... That said, how would you be able to discern what that is? It's like nature wasn't a full enough, suitable enough container for that reality. And this is the best that nature could do to produce this kind of a spiritual thing. He answered unto me and says, What seest thou? And he said, I see a flying scroll, and the length thereof is twenty cubits, and the breadth thereof ten cubits. And he said unto me, This is that curse that goes over the whole earth. Yeah, there's several things like that in Scripture. That's exactly right. What it, what it is, is the earth is like a like a covering bowl. And when you take something from the earth and you put it over truth, you've hid it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you've, you've hid it. Yeah. <laughs> so when Jesus spoke in parables, he was hiding the truth. That's right. Yeah. He wasn't exposing the truth. Yeah. That's why he said, "I speak in parables, so they won't, so they won't see it." Those who have seen these spiritual realities with the eyes of faith, they they know what he's talking about when he's talking about these yeah. things. The angel knew what that was, yeah. what that flying even when was. You, even when you know what the parable's about, if you knew it lock, stock, and barrel, what it's about, you've just seen part. That's right. That's amen. Right. Amen. You haven't seen the whole picture amen. at all. Yes, so this is this is this is divine wisdom. See, yes. this is how God is. Amen. It isn't that He won't let this happen. It's uh -huh. that it can't happen. Amen. He knows that He knows that to get people to understand and to know the things of God, they've got to be lifted up Amen. and set in heavenly places. Amen. And they have to live with that society in mind. Amen. They have to live with that in mind, or they will be absolutely confused about everything. Amen. Amen. Yeah, the commandment that God gave God, gave Jesus, was to lay down his life and to take it up again. Take it up. Now, John says in 1 John 3, 16, Hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life. Then he makes the application that we ought to lay down That's our right. lives, That's our right. brothers. Yeah. 
Then, then what happened? You get good eyesight. Yes. When you lay down, when you lay down your life, yes. you begin the process of being able to see the yes. things of God. Amen. That's right. Amen. But you don't lay your life down. No. Not even an angel mm -hmm. could help you understand. Yes. few Christians who know what laying down your life yeah, means. Yeah, that's right. I don't think people know what they, you know, think they have a cogent idea what that means yeah. to lay down your life. It means you don't do what you want to do next. Yes, amen. That's right. Amen. You default to what God wants you to do. Yeah. And that's that's in scripture. It's not it's not a feeling. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's by his word. Jesus, even Jesus said the words, the words not the feelings I communicate, the words yes. I communicate. Yes. They're spirit Amen. and they are life. So yes. laying down your life, Amen. Amen. I'm sure you see it. I see it sometimes in my own life. I see what the trouble is. you got to lay down your life. Yes. Amen. Sometimes Amen. when, speaking for myself, sometimes laying on a sick bed, I'm not a griper about being sick. Sometimes I think, you know, laying in here on my sick bed. I can't be thinking about my sick bed. The psalmist said, you'll make my bed in all my sickness. Well, yeah. uh -huh. then I'm going to join the psalmist. I'm going to be, I'm not. Difficulties, illness, trouble, inconvenience. If you're not terrible, they'll make you think about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. You've got no right to think about yourself. You've been purchased. Yeah. You don't belong to yourself. You belong to God by creation. You belong to God by regeneration. You belong to Him. Yes. And He's really good to His children. Amen. It may not look like He's good to His children. Like if you look at Paul, people looked at Paul and didn't say, God's really good to him. That's not what they thought. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Let him open his mouth and use his pen, and you'll know. Yeah, yeah, brother. Yeah. In, in um, verse forty, Nicodemus and Joseph took down the body of Jesus, and then two verses later, or three verses later, they laid Jesus into. Yeah. So, when Jesus was on the cross, everybody just saw him as a body. They just saw him as a man who'd been. Yeah. You know, killed. Yeah. And uh, in a way, he even taken away from his disciples. Joseph and Nicodemus being taken away from him. When they took him down to the cross, he now was back with them. For they had him back and they buried Jesus. This is showing the love that they great love they had for him. That's right. And the tenderness that you mentioned before. So he was no longer in personal, you know, body on a cross. He was, uh, he'd come back to them. Mm -hmm. Yes, amen. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he, they finally saw it when he was ascending, but as long as Jesus was bodily with them, yeah. they couldn't tell who he was. Yeah. 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 But as soon as he left, while he's on the way up. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Yes, but Tim. Did I go back to your comment about this when you feel you won't feel well and how you should? And now there, there's a lot of verses. For example, Proverbs 12, verse 14. From the fruit of his lips a man is filled with good things. And surely as the work of his hands all rewards to him. Yes. So in other words, your situation does not determine your future. It's how you think, and your faith is connected 
with exactly what God says. And, and so the fruit of your mouth is, in, in this case, uh, happy. The same way you get up and go to work, you get a paycheck, you can find Okay, now that was what Solomon said. We knew nothing about heaven or faith either one. And so remember, that's that's what Solomon said, and the greater than Solomon's here. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's, Jesus would tell you what come out of your mouth to curse you. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I was going to bring up tonight, in fact, I have been studying Nicodemus all week long. Yeah. It's very apropos. <laughs> But what, what changed Nicodemus' life was that when he came to Jesus, he had an itinerary, but Jesus had a different That's right, that's right. Amen. You know, and, and Nicodemus had a choice right then to determine what he was going to do after that meeting. And so uh, you can see how he lived, he was a man that lived as someone who was born again. You know, and, and, and then take a look at some of the things we talked about tonight. The supernatural strength that was put in him through faith in the new word about what he did. He, he had courage to stand up. He had strength to accomplish. Yeah. He had purpose that he would not back up from. And, and so I I just studied Nicodemus and just going, wow. I want to live at that level my salvation. Yeah, see, he, he did what he could. There was no he, there was no knowledge that Jesus was going to raise from the dead, but that didn't stop, as you say, Nicodemus. He's he still sided with with Jesus. Yeah. He didn't understand what Jesus said that night, but not then. But he did. Every his disciples didn't understand either. But when he his Christ's bodily presence. Is what kept them from knowing, but because they wanted to know, as you mentioned, as soon as Jesus' bodily presence was gone, these people shifted right into second gear right now. Uh-huh. Another good thing I like about Nicodemus is when you study his words and how he responded, he was able to accomplish the will of God without creating a war. You know, he he could go up there and talk to Pilate. He could. Be in, in amongst all the rest of the Pharisees, yeah. you know, and help bring about the will of God. I, I just, I've been studying His Word, kind of how He used the words and the wisdom God gave Him. He's one. He's one of those characters in Scripture that he wasn't the inner circle, like Peter, James, and John did, but he got closer than other people got. He, nobody else went to Jesus by night. Like Nicodemus, and there, I have an idea that that the dialogue we have there was probably very abbreviated, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like a sum. But yeah, I'm blessed by him too, but uh, yeah. Therefore, what, what I left with my study was that just ask God, what's the one thing you want me to consider? What's the one thing that's opening the door for the rest of my life? Yeah. That was Nicodemus. How shall a man be born when he's old? Well, first of all, he didn't even—he never asked Jesus the question until Jesus started talking. Yeah, he had different purpose for me. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone else tonight? This was John. 1939 it says and there came also Nicodemus which at the first came to Jesus by night and brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes about 100 pound weight and there's a, a psalm psalm 45 that uh, is a psalm speaking about Jesus psalm 45 verse 6 and 7 is quoted in Hebrews it says uh, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of thy kingdom is a right scepter. Thou lovest righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, 
God thy God hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. And the next verse is, All thy garments smell of myrrh, yeah, aloes, cassia, out of the ivory palaces whereby they had made thee glad. I just noticed that it mentions that. Yes. In the Psalms concerning, well, we know this is quoted concerning Jesus. So it was, those, those are burial, burial spices is what they do. There wasn't anything about Jesus, directly said about Jesus' burial in Scripture, but the Holy Spirit <laughs> counts those phrases in there the way that's true. Now, what, see, spices in the involvement of spices made death fragrance that's because of the anticipation of life from the dead. Amen. And where, where cremation is practiced, there is no hope of the resurrection. And where nations practice cremation, there is no hope yeah. of the resurrection. Amen. Yes, Brother Justin. Yeah, you said this earlier. You said uh, that we shouldn't test the words of Christ. We yeah. should never test what Jesus said. We should embrace it. And I thought about the hymn that says, "Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take at His word." At His word, and you'll find that there'll be times that people will present things to you that compete with the words yeah. of Christ, and and what they present to you might even sound wise and and structured and appealing, but if you can't nail it down with what God said, then it, I, I found that this has helped me. It says, let God be true yeah, and every man a liar. That's right. You yeah. always default to what God said. Even, even if you don't understand it, and even if somebody presents something to you that sounds like it might be reasonable, if it can't be nailed down with what God said, it's to be That's reasonable. Right. Even in, the, even in the prophets, when they prophesied Christ, you can't look at, know about Christ and go back to the prophets. The prophets don't clarify Christ. They introduce Christ. And Christ Amen. clarifies the prophets. Amen. Can everybody see that? Amen. If the prophets clarified Christ, then they would going to recognize it. But they didn't. The prophets didn't. They introduced Christ, but Christ clarifies the prophets. Amen. Tell a kingdom secret. Father, I appreciate you um, noting that the death of Christ was public. And you go on and, and you say here that um, it was witnessed by sight and by testimony. But then it gets a lot more personal burial of Christ being only by participation. And I, That's right. And I can really only understand that when you, and for myself, when I gave um, my life to Christ, I was buried with him in baptism. And there's like that personal participation. And then you go on to say the resurrection is done only by testimony. And he's given us that individual testimony within ourselves. And I just really appreciate yeah. you breaking that down. It's, it's clear to see. Well, you see, so what's, what's the most potent is it sight? Is it joint participation? Or is it testimony? It's testimony. Testimony is the most powerful. Jesus worked. Jesus worked among the people. They didn't believe him until someone testified. Then they believed. See, testimony is a People saw him work a miracle. They knew it was a miracle. They knew no one else could do it. I think they knew no one else could do it. But it did not cause them to walk and follow him. It didn't clear. It didn't have power to do that. That wasn't intended to have power. Testimony. Yes, yes. <coughs> I mean, inspired testimony. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, this thing you said about Christ clarifying the prophets, you know, this happened to the Ethiopian eunuch. That's right. He was reading, he, yes. he read, in his humiliation, his judgment was taken yes. away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophets? Yes. Of himself or of some other man? Yes. And see, from that, from that point, 
from that scripture he took off and preached. And the eunuch had been to Jerusalem to worship. He was probably there at Pentecost. See? Yeah. Heard about Jesus. But see, the, the prophets themselves, they, they prepared the way. Amen. They, they didn't clarify the way. You have to really be careful. I have to, I have to be careful because I don't want to in any way diminish the importance of the word. Amen. So it's important how how this is said. Again, if you notice too, sister, we're buried in Christ by baptism. There's something precious and a precious aroma that takes place when yes. you're baptized. Yes. Just sort of speak wrapped in pure linen. Jesus in John the seventh chapter, yeah. they argued to say no one of the rulers of the Pharisees have believed in him, has he? And, and that's when Nicodemus steps up and right. and yeah. John even says there as well, he who came to him before being one of them. And he says, Our law does not judge a man unless it first hears that's from right. him and that's knows right. what he is doing. Yes, he spoke for Christ there. And Nicodemus's presence at Christ's death and his treatment of Christ's body says all about what he believed about Jesus, right. what he said about himself. He knew enough about Jesus to question their opposition yeah. to him. He defied their, what they thought to be proof <laughs> as well, but none of them believed on him, and he showed that, yes, actually, someone does. Yeah, that statement was so made when they were there. when they were plotting his death, and Nicodemus spoke up. Yeah. And you're not you're not proceeding. This is this lawful? We don't even hear the man defend himself. Right. No. Right. It goes along with what they said and saying. See, it, it, yeah. that that meeting yes. changed Nicodemus. Yes, it did. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That just shows the multiplicity of wisdom and the multiple applications. Yeah. Amen. So he'll give you the right word at the right time. Amen. He'll correct that years he hears and willingness to speak. That's right. Now, Jesus is called the wisdom of God. Yeah, amen. So he's the personification of wisdom. Amen. All right. Now, Sister June, I wanted to tell you that Sister June had a restful night last night for the first time. There's still some things that they have to determine. And we want to pray for her tonight as a group. And I'm not asked for the sin. I'd like to ask you to pray for Sister June.